has the Western church, has the Western church inadvertently mm-hmm. created the Sneakos and the Andrew Tates, guys that are now banned from social media that drop a lot of uh, red pill truths, but are in many ways void of the gospel. Young Don, your acquaintances collaborated with Sneeko, of yeah. course. Um, what do you think? Macro idea. As you, who are a, a recent convert to Christianity, you grew up within the context of the church, but you're relatively a recent convert. Do you feel like seeing Christianity in public, do you feel like it was something that was aspirational and or relevant to young men, young men that, that want to succeed? No. Why? Because that is not how the modern church is marketed to society, to young men today. Okay. Um, when you think of the modern day church, the one that is in front of you, you know, the one that, that, that it's. If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound. And you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. It feels like it's motivational speaking for, um, you know, a certain demographic of people. Hmm. You know, like it. it's not... See, the true gospel is masculine. Okay. You feel me? The true gospel is powerful. Mm -hmm. And when young men hear the true gospel and hear the weight of the gospel, it has a a sobriety to it and a weight to it that I think would appeal to a lot of men. Mm. And also a lot of the concepts preached in the red pill are preached in the Bible. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. The the red pill is, uh, you know, a counterfeit Mm. it's a counterfeit of the truth that's in the bible and uh, that is that's really what it all comes down to um when i think about there was nothing about the church that Mm. appealed to me when i was 21 Mm. when i was 22 in fact for some reason and is this a failure on behalf of the modern day mainstream church, or is this just Lucifer showing his handiwork at casting deceptions mm-hmm. on people? Mm-hmm. Whichever the case may be, all I know is that when I was younger, I wanted to be successful mm. and you know everything that came with successful. And for some reason, being a walking with Christ didn't seem to go hand in hand with that. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. You know, it, it makes me think of the story when the disciples, and there was two of them specifically, and it happened on, on several occasions, and they would argue amongst themselves on who was the greatest mm-hmm. in the kingdom. Yeah. And one of them, even one of their moms steps in and like starts talking to Jesus, the the the, the brothers, the, the brothers of Zebedee or something like that. And the mom steps in and is like, you know, hey, can my sons have authority in the kingdom, right? Yeah. And so this theme keeps on happening in in the gospel narrative. And what's interesting with Jesus is that as these guys are grumbling about who's going to be the greatest, about who's going to sit at his right hand, about all this authority they want, Jesus actually doesn't read uh, rebuke 
their desire for greatness. He doesn't go like he told Peter, get behind thee, Satan, right? When Peter tried to get in the way of the cross, he actually redirects their desire for greatness. Mm. So there's some things that I think we have to completely rebuke and reject and say, no, no, this is is completely worldly. This is not okay. There's certain things we can receive, right? Like nutritional advice and science and the different things like that, right? We talked about that on the podcast a bit. But then there are those things that I think have to be redeemed and redirected. Mm-hmm. And I think man's, young men's ambition to be successful, to be capable, to be a provider, to be a protector, I think is something that we're intrinsically built with. But you're right, because of the the blindness in this world, mm-hmm. it can get distorted and perverted. And so what I love about Jesus is he says, he doesn't rebuke them, he redirects them. Yeah. He says, you guys that want to be great, become like the least of these. Mm -hmm. You want to be great, you must become like a child. You must have childlike faith. You want to be great, you must be the servant of all people. Mm -hmm. The first shall be last, the last shall be first. Like It's this beautiful redirection of the very thing that I think me and you would agree on men are innately wired with, which is we want to be capable. We want to be we want to be protectors. We want to be providers. We want to be people that are that, that are leaders. We want to be folks that add a net positive to society. But oftentimes that's never really communicated from the context of the modern Western church. Not all churches, but at least the kind of the mainstream Western church. And so the more I sat and I thought of these ideas of like redirecting ambition, right? Like like the uh, Thessalonians, I think, says, do make it your ambition to lead a quiet life. Mm-hmm. How does that look for me to be someone that's on YouTube? that got a big mouth, that talks, but to lead a quiet life, right? Like it's this tension of redirecting the ambition, redirecting to, 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 to do it God's way and not in a way that it's all about me and my name and my empire and my thing, right? Mm-hmm. And, and, and Jesus says that, like you, you, the, the pagans lord over each other. Don't let it be like that among you. Yeah, Become the greatest servant of them all. And I feel like that, that redirection isn't happening, in my opinion, as, as often as it should, that redemption of the desire to be capable, competent, confident, uh, to, to, to be someone that, that can be a, a changer in the community, master yourself with, with, through God with, with your disciplines like a disciple does. What do you think about that? I definitely think that, you know, plays a huge role. Um, that definitely plays a huge role in everything that we're seeing to get today in regards to young men not looking towards a church in terms of guidance, you know, towards um, scratching all of those itches, mm. essentially, that mm-hmm. men have. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, as I was sitting here, I was also wondering, you know, it's up to... So, you know, bringing back the conversation to around, like, the the vacuum, it's really, that's what it is. There is a vacuum in society where young men don't know who to turn to mm. in order to receive this information. And that's a, a, a position that was supposed to be filled by men of God, Come on. right? The church, but also, you know, the fathers and husbands mm-hmm. who attend and build and mm-hmm. make that church up, you know, passing that on to their sons and mm-hmm. then, you know, older brothers passing that on to their little brothers. There is a vacuum now mm-hmm. that exists and... You know, looking back at what hand, why is that the case and how much responsibility does church leadership have to bear um, to that end to, to, you know, how much responsibility do need need to claim for the fact that the state of things are such? I think that's a very good question that needs to be addressed. 
Amen. All right. Well, let's address it. Let's. Uh, I, I want to play you this clip. Sneeko and Andrew Tate talk about God. Mm-hmm. And I want to get your thoughts on this. I, I, I've seen this. I don't remember everything they say, but it's a very interesting way in which they describe God, which is different than I think how those of us who are born again describe God. But then, I, I want to bring up uh, Jordan Peterson says, said something that I really resonate with. He was saying that he struggles believing in God. And I was the same way as you, Andrew. I, I was an atheist for a long time. I grew up in the church yeah. and then I rejected it for a long time. I didn't believe in God. And I think I found God from seeing all the evil that runs the world. Oh, absolutely. Seeing the demonic and satanic rituals that they do. That must mean in the inverse that God exists. Completely. Jordan Peterson said that it's best for him to encourage his followers to follow God because that's the best way. Society- so remember, we talked about that earlier, right? Like how mm-hmm. sometimes evil is how people acknowledge that there is a, a good. If evil exists, there has to be a good. Right. So it's interesting that he opens with that. We, we just haven't. And to me, it was 9-11, seeing the towers come down and seeing the evil when I was in high school. I was like, yo, there got to be there got to be a God if this if, if evil exists, mm-hmm. you know? So he goes on to Jordan Peterson in, in, in this whole. Uh, and again, feel free to chime in. If you want yeah. To. How he functions. So I am saying I always tell my stream to follow God. I praise Christianity, praise Islam, praise Judaism because it's good. But I still struggle with the belief that God is the father. How much do you really talk about God because you believe in it? And how much do you talk about it because it's the best thing for the 50,000 people watching to follow? That's a good question. But I, I absolutely not really believe. But I think that the way I view God is slightly different than a lot of people perhaps think of God. I don't see it. It's not a matter of reading the book and thinking there's a guy in the sky who's watching over you. I think that you can see God as an idea. Jordan Peterson's trying to tell his followers to believe in God because he likes the idea of the collective consciousness behaving in a certain manner and i think that i when mean we know all of this is blasphemy all of this is just like <laughs> straight up breaking the first and second commandment in a egregious manner break it down they're creating a god that suits their liking mm. and that's a problem so instead of coming to the god of the bible and saying what does what is god's standards for me mm-hmm. i'm going to have this a la carte uh, god of islam god of my own co- collective consciousness whatever kind of floats my boat type of god yeah. because it ultimately makes us good right and you're saying that that's a breaking of the the the, the first commandment yeah clearly yeah that's interesting that's an interesting take I, I i like it though i think you're right i think i think when you're repurposing god to be in your image yeah you you're that's that's a violation i mean you know characterizing the way how christians accurately recognize god as the father of all creation an intelligent being who does things with purpose Mm -hmm. and intention who has given us his word in the bible um and has given us his law Mm -hmm. his moral law told us how what our purpose is on this planet and how to go about living life in a way to please him Mm -hmm. characterizing that as a guy in the sky, you know, reading a book, mm-hmm. you know, um, you know, I, I understand. I can relate to being lost and talking about God in this new agey, just mm-hmm. vague, mm-hmm. esoteric manner. Mm-hmm. And that's what's very popular now. And that's what Andrew Tate's doing. Mm-hmm. And that's what Sneeko's doing. It's a God with no accountability. It's a God. It's a God that you made up. Yeah. 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 It's a God you made up. And um, I can relate to it because I was once there. Mm. And um, 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. It's a problem. Yeah. Yeah. It's a problem. Let me play some more. It happens. God within itself exists. Yep. If you have a hundred people in a room and they all do good things in the name of God, well, then God's real, right? Because God's making a hundred people act good and righteous. So you can't say God's not a real force. Whether you want to call him a person, a force, an idea, an inclination, whatever it is, God becomes a real thing. I know that if you act in a, in a certain way, if you act in a godly way, the world is a better place. And by extension, God must exist. If you act in an evil way, then the devil must exist. Like you said, all the, the, the demonic, dangerous things they're doing in the world today. Does that mean there's a man underneath the ground covered in fire who's making them do it? Or does that mean that their collective consciousness pointed in a negative direction makes the idea of the devil itself a real thing? So I know that. I mean, here's making himself God. Mm. he's saying that if he believes in god mm -hmm. that's what makes god real mm. it's not the fact that god is real yeah, yeah. regardless yeah yeah, you don't have to believe that Disneyland is a real place. Exactly, Disneyland is a real place. I can take you there <laughs> if you've never been. Yeah, you can go. I can show you where it is. Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, th I think it's interesting. This this like concept of God as a utility and an idea to make people do good. It's a very interesting thing because then I, then I would go which God. They're looking at it backwards. Yeah, they believe that they're ability to rationalize manifested their consciousness mm. or manifested their conscience mm -hmm. they believe oh the reason why i think murder is bad is because i could logically come to a place where oh i don't want to be murdered mm -hmm. and so let's i'll agree not to murder you mm -hmm. they don't recognize that no the whole reason you think that way mm -hmm. is because god is real and mm. he has written that on your that law on your heart it's, it's the objective natural law exactly of god. Yeah. it's not that oh i believe in god which makes god real and when people act in a godly way everyone act, what do you mean godly who who came up with mm -hmm. that what yeah. do you mean who came up with morally right right right, 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 right. you know yeah. it wasn't you yeah it was God. Yeah. When I sit and look at all the atheists who are doing all this dumb shit, I don't want to adopt their thinking either. And then go, no, sir, that's not my team. I'm going to change. There's the, uh, I don't, I'm not an atheist anymore because I don't like atheists and atheist goobers, which I kind of feel them on. Right. Right. <laughs> but he just, in that same breath, he just said he was an atheist. He, di he did kind of, right? Yeah. He was an atheist. And now he's like, I mean, so does that mean he would have not liked to be around himself from a younger time because of his atheistic beliefs? Um, mm. I think it's an interesting idea, and I wonder how much of this is like because the uh, the audience is more conservative mm -hmm. that they know that they kind of have to acknowledge some of this like faith talk. You know, how much of it is that? And how much of that is this? Right. This really who and what they believe? Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, no, um, definitely. If whether whether the, I can't say whether or not someone is being truly truly being genuine mm -hmm. like does he believe the things he's saying it's, it's possibly um i don't know him yeah. um but could it be pandering most certainly mm. who knows you know mm. um i don't know yeah yeah it's a, unfortunate this and i've made this same mistake as well you know but this this thing that we have done so christians have unfortunately done we've given too much room we've given too much room 
to like certain things. Like now, it's just enough to be conservative. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. For mm-hmm. us to kind of be like, all right, we're on the same You're today. in. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? And it's just enough to acknowledge that God is real. Mm-hmm. It's just enough to acknowledge that gender roles are important mm-hmm. and a thing. Mm-hmm. But, you know, and this is a mistake I made. You know, I used to look at a dude like Andrew Tate, for instance, and be like, things are so messed up now. Mm-hmm. I'll take this. Mm. Things are so messed up now in society. This is s- still way better than what mm. mainstream selling you. Mm. But I've come to the conclusion that no, we need to. We need to. At the at the risk of disappointing people who like what Andrew Tate is saying because it leans more towards how they feel than what the mainstream is offering them. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We still have to stand by, um, we can't compromise the gospel and we can't compromise the standard set by God mm. in the Bible. Yeah. Not in a judgmental, like, oh, rebuke this person mm-hmm. way, but, you know, um, yeah, yeah. It's just, because then if we if we showed show that, oh, this guy's in the club, mm-hmm. and then he goes for it and talk about God just being an idea. Mm. Did we do more harm than good by endorsing it? That's a good point. That's a good point. I think, yeah. Yeah, I mean, well, first of all, I don't think we should be endorsing it. Sure. <laughs> like, sure. I don't think there's an endorsement of it. I think that I, I'm always intrigued with how much things that are echoed that I feel like, at least in my church circles, that we've been talking about this stuff for years, mm-hmm. right? So, like, when I sat down with Rollo, and he's talking about this stuff. I'm like, bro, we've been talking about masculinity in the church. We've been talking about these different things with regards to gender roles, with regards to, you know, um, men being the priest, provider, protector of their home. We, we Andrew Tate was on Valuetainment, and he talked about men want respect. Men, men, men have to have respect, right? And I'm like, best-selling book, best-selling Christian book of 2004 was a book called Love and Respect mm-hmm. that basically says men need respect, women need love, and that's that's the way, like, is optimal for what we desire in a, in a partner, right? Mm-hmm. So it is interesting to me in how so many of these things um, are, are have been talked about, but just sure. for whatever reason, it seems like the representation today with Christians in society today, right, mm-hmm. is is not the same as it was maybe 20 years ago, 15 years ago, right? Yeah. And, and, and I think that that allows then the rise of the counterfeit, right? It's right. just close enough to the truth. It's like impossible meat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right? It's, yeah. It's like impossible meat. Like, like it looks like meat. It, it, it kind of tastes like meat. Kind of. It even, you cut it open, it even has, like, some of, some of the fake meats even have the thing, but, but when you really... When you really look at the macronutrient breakdown, it's soy and all kinds of weird stuff in that. And that and that's what it reminds me of. Like it's like, man, it's so it's so close, but it's so far. And also when you look at why it's popular, it's it's popular because it also appeals to, you know, that those carnal desires of the unsaved man. Mm-hmm. You know, with the Andrew Tate package, you also get 
oh, this hundred million, hundred millions of dollars, hundreds mm-hmm. of millions of dollars. Mm-hmm. What color is your Bugatti? Mm-hmm. You know, Bugatti. Yeah, you know <laughs> the, the the harem of women and yes. all of these things. Yep. It's like, oh, you know, and then they throw in the God thing and. Yeah. Uh, you got any final thoughts, man? Bringing a whole conversation home. Do you think the church can do a better job at reaching and engaging young men? And, ch- and the church meaning me, you, everybody, like the capital C church as well. Yeah. And that's really what it is. You know, we when we talk about the church, you know, we're, we we tend to think about the building. But yeah, we're we talking are, about ourselves. But we are the church. Yeah. And we do need to do a better job at, you know, um, reaching out to young men, showing them the power of the wisdom of God, showing them the power of the Bible, leading by example, showing them that, you know, this is the this is the best way. Amen. Yeah. Amen. Amen. That th- th- God's ways are really in your best interest. Yeah, exactly. That God's ways are better and that the best way to figure out, a lot of people have questions about my purpose, my season, what I'm supposed to do. If you can live your life God's ways, you will always be in God's will. So yeah. if you're trying to figure that out, what do I do in this relationship? Are you doing the relationship God's way? Or what am I going to do with my finances? Are you handling your finances God's way, right? And so I think sometimes we want the supernatural. We want God to whisper in our ear, mm-hmm. turn left, go right. No, 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 no. Are you living your life God's way in every area? And if you're doing that, then I think um, I think you're going to be all right.